Greetings, PVIC. Welcome to the Post-Church Podcast, a time where we reflect on the Sunday sermon and answer some practical questions. My name is Neil, and I'm here with Pastor Sean and Pastor Billy. So we're in the King and Kingdom series in the parables, and now we're looking at Matthew chapter 13, 31 and 32, the mustard seed, the parable of the mustard seed. Pastor Billy, take it away. Thanks, Neil. So... As Neil did mention, we are in the parable of the mustard seed. And in this parable, Jesus, um, well, what continues is Jesus' parabolic theme of seeds and planting, which is continuing from the parable of the sower and the parable of the weeds. In this parable, we see from humble beginnings, the small mustard seed produces a large sprawling plant and in the same way the kingdom of god takes inconsequential moments unlikely people and unpromising situations and uses them to bring about god's purposes so the key really lies in not so much the quality of our faith in all of this but the object of our faith the unseen sower if you will in the story God himself who works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called by him thank you Pastor Billy so we talked about we're talking about the mustard seed and you talked about the one of the characteristics that's significant which is it's a small seed significance is that it is insignificant it's a insignificant Mm, small seed you said jesus taught the well jesus taught the parable of the mustard seed as a reminder right to us not to be discouraged by small or slow beginnings so that's where my question is what do we say about people that have had the slow small beginnings into the faith but feel as though they have not grown in the upcoming and following years and should we still not feel discouraged or is there something else there is there like a litmus test for that yeah, it's a great question bringing it into the context of kind of our walk of faith and we think about how you start and um, I mean I think some of that comes into maybe um perception a bit so I think there can be a situation or a time where um, you're in the faith and and maybe you feel as though you have not grown uh, as much as as you should have and it could be a kind of a misperception that you have conversely you know you could also maybe um, be walking your faith and think that you have, you know, achieved a lot of understanding or a lot of growth in your in your faith, um, and that also uh, could be a misperception in that maybe maybe you really haven't uh, grown as much as you mm. think you have. Um, So I think to both of those, I would say, right, as you're thinking about 
your faith and what is the pace of it or what is the you know how how quickly it's growing or or what it looks like um i think it's important that we make those evaluations about our faith in the context of community and what i mean by that is um if we are looking at our faith and we think you know man i have not grown as much as i think i probably should and that is a misperception it's great to have a community around you that can come and say um no look right look at what god has done in you in this time like you didn't even notice you didn't even see this but um here here's the here's the growth here's the way you've blessed my life right here's the way that um i've seen you grow and, and change um and that's a real that's a real powerful thing right it's, it's part of the the community being able to sharpen each other and encourage each other in that sort of way in the same way though also good um also good although it can seem painful or hurtful right it can seem that way to be in community and for someone to be able to be challenged right and to be able to kind of come along someone and be like hey you know to be able to talk about sin right and be able to like call that out right or um you know do that as well that that's important also right um so yeah i'd say that the the slow beginning or the humble beginning um yeah you can be encouraged because there's a chance that maybe your perception of it could be um not quite right so hope hopefully you're in the context of community where you can be encouraged in such a way where you can if that were to be the case um uh but also right if you're thinking about the vigilance of your own life right um if you're asking that question that's a great sign mm. right that's a good thing if you're gonna if you're gonna sit down and go if you're even taking the opportunity to stop and think wait is, has, is my faith not where it needs to be uh, that's an awesome sign mm. right that means because um, if you god was not working you you wouldn't even have that notion or consideration so um i guess you can say there's encouragement in in in, in feeling discouraged in that, in that moment in a, in a way right i you know i'd kind of offer that to you um but again hope hopefully you're connecting into community um if you find yourself in that sort of situation so correct me if i'm wrong but would you say that one of the greatest benefits of god-given community it is that it provides that for us what you just described and the counter to that would be that would you say that it's not a good thing for a person to be in isolation because you can't necessarily trust your own feelings and emotions without any mm. context yeah the perils and i think we've we've talked about this before uh, on on the podcast right that there are perils to lone ranger christianity yeah um and there are many um but one of them for sure is um you can develop spiritual blind spots mm -hmm. and 
to be able to be in community where you can have someone to to check you in that sort of way is he's got grace to us yeah right so um you know that's just that's just one thing but there's a multiplicity of 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 benefits um that we that we see right so um yeah i mean it's hard to it's hard to um overemphasize the importance yeah of being able to walk out your faith uh with others in that in that sort of way yeah and i'm glad in our church that we have we have the ability to do that through fellowship time after church through small oh, group course. community and also beyond that even our prayer groups are are examples of opportunities we can have to to link up yeah and and i'd say you know that's that's you know a beginning and a starting point but we want to create mm-hmm. kind of all kinds of different environments where where that can happen right we want to be able to foster that for sure So as far as the next question, I know that when, from from the times that I've preached, I know that when we, when we preach, there's only so much time to go over things, and and you would think that there would be enough time to go over two verses, but that's how deep this mm-hmm. this passage is. There's just so many angles. But verse thirty two says, though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. So my question is, I know we didn't have the time to go over it today, but what would we say the birds represent? And I know there's many different lines of thinking on this. What what do you think? Yeah, historically, um, there are some different interpretations here, right? As I read it, right, as I read it, I think it's important to think about um why the birds are there mm-hmm. um so they are there they come and they make nests in there in the branches of this mustard seed plant tree yeah. so clearly to me the birds come and they find they're finding something in this in this tree what are they finding? They're finding a a place of refuge, right? A place of rest. They find a home, mm-hmm. it seems like. You know, a place of uh, protection. Uh, a place that seemingly is near a source of sustenance. Most likely, right? So when I look at it that way, um, it's hard not to think of this kind of talking about the the expanding of the gospel and the expanding of the church and the fact that um, it becomes a place where um, people can come and all kinds of people, right? Because you think about birds, right? You know, it could be all different kinds and types and and truly the gospel of the church is that 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 place where and we talked about it in the um in the sermon about how the 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 ultimate you know fruition point is when we think about in eternity and we think about um people from every tribe nation tongue language and they are 
um, uh, worshiping the Lord together. And that's like the culmination. Hmm. So when you think about that, it's, it's saying that, yeah, um, people come, you're going to find refuge, um, in the kingdom of God through the church. You're going to find a, a home. So if you look at the opposites here, you can see what the, what the struggles might be, right? So if you're coming to find a place of refuge, that means you're coming from a place of what of 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 fear and danger mm -hmm. mm. so you know you see the kingdom of god you know, addressing these fundamental needs right you know uh, where you, you know you're gonna apart from god there's going to be you know this this sort of this sort of danger right and then within the kingdom of god there's a uh, there's a certain protection right um you talk about it being a home well, that, that there's this idea of being displaced, mm -hmm. being unwanted, being, um, um, you know, kind of abandoned, set apart, rejected. And yet in the kingdom of God, you, God calls you into his family, makes you his own. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great picture of kind of the expanding of the kingdom of God and how, um, you know, God is bringing in the outcast bringing in the forgotten bringing in the rebels right and um, making them a part of uh, this kingdom so you're definitely right there's a lot in two verses and, and then I didn't get into it but I'm glad you asked about that because I think that brings another sort of layer to mm -hmm. the, the parable for That's sure a great way to I, I didn't think about you know that words because I don't think I'm not sure if it was covered in the other synoptic Gospels, yeah, in other passages, yeah, I'm not sure how to check. And for it's sure. cool that you mentioned this, right? Like these parables are more of how back in the day they would, the thought was the days of David and Solomon, right? The way their mindset was how, how they think Jesus about the kingdom, kingdom of yeah. God, right? And it's the purpose, like, of this parable, and the parable is coming to help disciples and to adjust their perspective, yeah. shift, 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 the thing, the shift the thinking, focus on the eternal values, then you know. So it's like these parables and these little, you know, insights into these verses. It's kind of eye-opening. Yeah. It's like, can we come to them and say, all right, with the mindset of shift my thinking? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's how we should come to these parables. Come down and say, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready for my thinking to be shifted from from the from the natural to the spiritual. I'm ready for my thinking to shift from um from the temporal to the eternal right I'm, I'm here i'm here right that that's how we should that's how the attitude of our hearts and minds should be as we come to to each of these as we're going along for sure and you know it's actually pretty pretty amazing how powerful parables are because today in sunday school we're we're going over um this very passage but prior to that i asked them what their favorite parables were and they were able to say what their favorite parable wa was and what the takeaway point was. Mm. And you can see that uh, the power of, of story, the power mm. of a parable yeah. to be able to convey a point, a convey a deeper meaning that even children are able to kind of grasp it to an extent. It's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. And just going back to those principles that, that we talked about that, um, 
you know, we want to hear from the original hearer's perspective. Um, we want to zero in on that main point, mm -hmm. right? I think that's great that the kids, you know, could share their that parable and be like, hey, here's the high level. Here's, yeah. and here's what that means, right? Yeah. Um, without getting lost in the in the weeds, right? right? Um, and that uh, and that last piece, which is what we were just talking about, um, how does this change my perspective? Right, so we should com be coming to them with that, with that anticipatory sort of, all right, let's see how my thinking is going to change today. Right, that's mm -hmm. you know that's the approach that, and that's uh, as I as I'm coming and I'm approaching that's that's the mindset I'm coming. All right, what what's going to be shifting in my yeah. mind? Right, so mm -hmm. I think that's a it's a good way to approach it, for sure. Very good. All right, thank you, Pastor Billy and Pastor Sean. Um, so going into this next week, any questions that we can think about? So question number one, can you think of inconsequential moments, unlikely people, or unpromising situations that God uh, used to work in your life? Uh, secondly, uh, can you identify any areas in your life where you might need to make a major shift in your thinking from natural uh, to spiritual understanding of the kingdom of God? And thirdly, um, in what areas of your life are you currently experiencing slow or uh, small beginnings? And to stop and just sort of think, how can the parable of the mustard seed um, maybe bring you some encouragement in, uh, in those situations? All right. Thank you. Um, so... As we go to the next week, let us remember that God is not looking for us to have perfect faith, but to have faith in a perfect God, not the quality of your faith, but the object of your faith that should be 100%. Um, so as we go through the next week and as we see uh, each other next Sunday, let us strive to live all of life to the glory of God.